Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey, welcome to episode 51 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. Today's episode is entitled Running and Mental Toughness, You Are What You Say You Are. And this is, I feel like, one of the most important episodes that I've done and something that I think I need to work on. And almost everyone that I know can benefit from at least a few of the tidbits in here. And I'm going to give as many tangible examples of words that you say uh, and whether it's, you know, you say them out loud, whether you say them to yourself in your head or whether you write them down and how they can have a powerful effect on what's going on in your life. Uh, The first thing to remember is we're not going to just talk about positive thinking. This isn't a thing where I'm going all Pollyanna about on here and just saying you need to look for the best in everything and always be happy, happy, happy. It's not about that at all. Running is a tough sport. You know, running in bad weather is tough. It's cold. It's hot. It's raining. It's snowing. It's sleeting. Your knees hurt. Your ankles hurt. You know, it's, it's, you have blisters. You have chafage. You know, there's just so many things that make it such a strenuous sport that, you know, sometimes I wonder why any of us do it, right? Uh, so I think it, it's not just saying that, oh, like running is wonderful. It's, it's more really phrasing it about being outcome oriented. Uh, and putting things in the best light that we can when we're talking to ourselves and to others. And I mentioned a lot of things just now. We, I mentioned the hot, the cold, the chafing, the, uh, the ice, you know, all these things. Those were all problems. Those are all things that, like it or not, we're going to encounter almost every day when we decide to work out. It's just, it, it, there's problems out there, you know, and I, what I want to get across is we want to change to be more outcome oriented and not just focus on the problem, but what we can do about them, about it. So we want to rewrite the way that we talk to ourselves, and literally you want to self-correct. And think about, you know, we're all old enough. If you're listening to this, you probably, you learned how to type on a typewriter and we had that like erasable tape. I can't think of what it's called right now, that correct stuff. So you could go back and you could erase it and then you could try again, right? That's what we want to do. So you want to self-correct. If you say something out loud that is one of these examples I'm going to provide, you can literally stop yourself and kind of rewind and redo it. If you find yourself talking to yourself and you're saying some of these phrases, just stop it right there and just say, hey, I'm going to delete that and re-say it in a different frame of reference. And you might even want to make yourself a little cheat sheet. We're going to go over five like main things that you want to erase from your vocabulary or reword. Uh, so, you know, we're going to be super intentional uh, and just go over ways to delete it and say it again. 
So number one is something, this is not going to be news to any of you. It's, it's really taking out I can't. And, you know, yeah, we probably have like a sign somewhere or we've seen the quote about like there's no can't, you know, uh, but but like it or not, we say it more than we think. Uh, so, you know, we might be saying like, I can't possibly do another mile. I can't possibly sign up for that race. I've got already too many in the books. I can't possibly, uh, you know, I can't do my long run on Sunday because I have to go to church and I've got these other things. Uh, I can't uh, go running with it. This is one I use. I can't go running with the running group because it doesn't fit my schedule. And, you know, I just don't have time to make, to do that. Uh, I can't fit in uh, stretching because my day is already super full. Uh, I can't... Uh, I can't get up and run in the morning because I don't have time to shower. Uh, okay, enough of the examples. So, you, you know, the reality of it is all those are, you know, those are things that are, you know, there's there's an element of truth in all of those. And once you say it out loud, like that's going to come to your fruition. So what you want to do is switch it and make it, you have to realize you're choosing. You're choosing, choosing, choosing. So I'll give an example of something specific. So if I was going to say, I can't go to the movies tonight because I've got my long run in the morning. So instead of saying that, I would say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not able to go to that, to movies with you uh, because I've got my long run in the morning. So instead of saying, hey, I can't go out with my friends because I've already decided I'm doing this race. No, just say, hey, you know, I'd love to get together with you guys at a different time uh, and I've got my long run scheduled. So that's going to be my priority. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't make any excuses for it. Uh, when you say I can't, you're almost minimalizing like what your priorities are uh, and you're making it sound like you're you you wish that you could do the other thing. Uh, so there's just really no reason to have I can't in your vocabulary. Uh, and the more that you catch yourself and look at how the frequency that you're doing it, uh, you know, then you're going to speak, you're going to end up speaking from a place where anything is possible. Uh, so again, it's not being Pollyanna. It's not like, you know, any you know, I'm, I'm never going to say it, but certainly catch yourself whenever you say I can't and figure out if you can w reword it to I choose to do X. So really you're just breaking your habit. So in another way to do it, if like it doesn't work for you to say I'm choosing to do something instead is like question yourself. Like if you can't do your long run on Sunday, so how could you make that happen? Like for me, I that is, I use that one because it's a perfect example. I can't do my long run on Sunday because I go to church and I would have to get, you know, okay, well, how could I, how could I make that happen? How might I rearrange my Sunday so that if I needed to, I could make my long run on Sundays? So there's definitely a way. It's certainly not possible that I absolutely can't get it done. Yeah, I might have to get up earlier. I might have to make breakfast in advance. I might have to do some different things. But, you know, what's the best way for that to happen? Like, it certainly can happen. Okay. So if you're going to eliminate I can't, first try to switch it to I choose. If that doesn't work, ask yourself some questions. How could I? How might I? How, if I could, what would this look like? What's the best way to get this to happen? Uh, and you'll be surprised at how that gets your brain firing at like, hey, there actually is a possibility. So, you know, if you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do another mile. Wait a second. 
how might I run this other mile? Maybe you've got this big blister on your foot and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can, you know, make this other mile. How can you do it? We'll get a band-aid. Or, you know, maybe rearrange your socks so you can make it that last mile. Uh, how might you be able to get that other race in when you thought that your kids had stuff going on and you weren't sure it was possible? Maybe you can get a babysitter. Maybe you can bring them with, you know, there's always a way. So how might you do it? Okay. Second thing. Number two, avoid I don't know. So I don't know how I'm going to get that other my miles in for the marathon. I don't know how I'm going to get strength training done so that I can stay injury free. I don't know if I can do that race. You know, my schedule's already too busy. Uh, I don't know if I can fit in uh, another workout, you know, whatever it might be. I don't know if I can cross train. So, you know, I don't know, like is basically similar to I can't, like you're basically just saying you really don't care enough to figure it out or learn how to do it. And I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying it as it is. And I I use this one a lot. Like, I don't know that that's going to happen. Like, well, why? Like, if you want it to happen, you can make it happen. So one of the tricks to using this is like, I don't know how to do that yet. I don't know how I'm going to make those miles, you know, how I'm going to fit in my long run and, you know, get to 40 miles a week yet. You can always add that three letter word. Um, I don't know yet. I don't know how yet. I don't have it yet. Uh, that's a good way. Uh, and then again, just going back to asking the questions, like, if I don't know how, then how can I figure out? What can I learn? What do I need to do so that it can happen? Maybe I need to buy a book. Maybe I need to get a coach. Maybe I need to get a, uh, a stretching plan. Uh, you know, there's all these things, but if you really want to do something and you're just kind of like, Oh, I don't know, like stop saying that and elaborate a little bit and figure out if it's just something you don't care enough about. That's totally fine. But you know, just get out of the habit of answering. I don't know. All right, number three. Uh, <laughs> this one we've talked about on a previous podcast, but I'm going to reiterate. It's the I have to and I need to. So the last time I think I just said I have to and I didn't include like I need to. But this one is we're notorious for. Like I've got to run in the morning. I need to fit in a 10 miler. I need to do my long run uh, for my marathon training. I need to, you know, get this pace, a certain pace, you know, in, for my workout to be a success. Uh, what it does is it just puts an immense amount of pressure on you uh, if you feel like you have to or if you need to do something. And this is just a really easy fix. I get to. So instead of I need to uh, do my strength workout on you know, three times a week, no, I get to. I'm so blessed with the muscles that I have and the body that I'm given and the equipment that I have available and the fact that I can do these workouts from my house and I get to do it. Uh, and, you know, it's it, that is a really life-changing thing and it immediately will change your mindset. So tomorrow morning when that, you know, alarm goes off and you're like, oh my God, I got to get this run in. I have to run. It's the holidays and I have so many things to do. You know, take yourself just a minute and remember that you don't have to run. Like nobody's making you run anything. Nobody's making you do it. Like if you've lost your joy in it, then you need to refine that. And one way to do it is reminding yourself that you truly get to do it 
and that it's a gift and that, uh, you know, just even having trails and having a neighborhood that's safe to run in and having shoes and having, you know, good gear that keeps you hopefully from those blisters, you know, those are all things of gratitude. Okay. Um, that's one that I think a lot of us have heard, but you know, you can even write that up on your mirror. You know, I, I get to, uh, especially in the months where it gets really busy and cold. Number four is I should. So if you're a runner, you probably have really high expectations of yourself and you're always trying to be the best version of yourself and you're trying to do all the things right. And, uh, you know, even if you tell yourself, Hey, I'm just trying to hit 85% of a good diet, 85% of my training, like it's still, you have a lot of pressure on yourself. So a lot of expectations and using should equals shame. So I should be doing weights. I should have done my long run yesterday. I should have, you know, uh, hit better paces. Like that, that really is a word that there's not a lot of good that can come out of it. And instead of using the word should, you can do a really good quick switch to could. So instead of I should be doing strength, but I'm not, you know, I could be doing weights and let's see how we can make that happen in 2023. I could be doing some more flexibility. Let me see if I can make that happen next week a couple times. Uh, I could be, uh, you know, running over to a trail for a change of scenery. Um, I think that sounds like a good idea. Like this little switch happens when you switch from I should be to I could. Uh, so that is another easy one. And over and over and over, one thing that, you know, it comes from these four things, the avoiding I can't, avoid I don't know, avoid I have to, avoid I should, is just it brings you back to that it, life is a choice and running is a choice and fitness is a choice and what you're eating is a choice. The last episode I did was like all about epigenetics and uh, I can imagine that it's like, oh, you you should, 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 should. Okay, well, actually, I wish I, I might have to re-record that episode and include it like, we can like we get to eat all these great foods and try to eat a more of a rainbow diet and if we choose to we can have a wonderful diet and it not feel like we're not getting to make choices and we can have delicious food uh so really we have all these self-imposed expectations. You're choosing to do things. You're choosing not to do things. And you don't have to feel bad either way. Like you don't have to stretch. You don't have to enter a race. You don't have to do a long run at all. Like you could change up your training to something more enjoyable if it's not working out for you. But if you, these are things that you have chosen to do and that you want to do, then you just need to change your wording a little bit and think, how could I stretch less but stay injury free? What would it look like if I, you know, enter to race. Uh, you know, how can I best make it so that I'm enjoying my runs and staying, you know, healthy? So uh, that is a good one too. Uh, a couple other ones that I think, you know, other than those four uh, are I am, I am statements. Uh, I am a runner. Like that is something if you want to say to yourself, that's incredibly powerful. You're, you're labeling yourself a little bit. I'm sure there's people that would say that's not a positive, but I personally think like having that identity is probably a pretty good thing. What's not good is when you're like, I'm just a slow runner. I'm just, 
an average runner. I'm just a back of the pack runner. I'm just a everyday runner. Like these are all things like you don't need to say any of those. Just say I'm a runner. I'm going to say it like with some pride and joy and I am a runner and that is who I am. Uh, you know, I am a, you know, I am a snacker or I am a sugaraholic or a chocolateaholic. Like those are all things you just really don't want to say because you're super powerful. Your mind hears that and whatever you say becomes true. So pay attention anytime you say either I am this or I am not this. So I am not a real runner. Like, well, what do you think is going to happen in the next couple weeks? You think you're going to run very well and like be pretty fire it up. No, you're not. So, you know, think about that. Like not, I'm a newbie runner. No, I'm just a runner. Like take off all the little, you know, preferences there. And, uh, you're learning how to run. If you've just started, you know, if you are like me and you've slowed down a lot in the years, like you're still a runner and you're a master's runner now. And I'm learning how to do things as a different level as a master runner. And it's awesome. Uh, so I'm figuring things out. Uh, and you just need to remember you are what you say you are. And when you use I am statements in the wrong way, then you're really declaring your identity in the way that you don't want it to do. All right. Just wrapping up two more things. So um, the, the number, let's see, what are we on? Number no, let's see. Number six, uh, when will this ever or when will this ever pay off is another question that I think we ask ourselves as fitness, you know, uh, we're trying to stay fit. We're trying to eat well. So we're like, when will this ever pay off? It's already like an expression of defeat that you're even questioning it. Uh, so you're basically like, well, this hasn't worked. When will it ever? Uh, and instead of that, you want to ask yourself, like, what am I missing? What am I needing to change? What, what do I need to learn to make this work? So instead of like, when will this training ever pay off? Like if you feel like you're slow and your times aren't good, instead of, you know, asking yourself, when is my training ever going to pay off? You need to say, what, what do I need to change in my training? Or where, where do I need to change my expectations? Maybe where do I need to look as, as far as a timeline for things to, you know, switch a little bit? Uh, and that puts you in charge. And it's just another example of the questions that you ask for yourself and just rephrasing them a little bit. So again, you're not expressing defeat, but rather you're figuring out how to make things work. So our words build our world and your words build your life. And you're trying to figure out how to phrase all these little things uh, so that you are constantly in charge. Okay. And then the final one is butts. So we use butts as runners too. So, well, I was going to run a little bit faster that last mile, but you know, I hit the wall or I was going to get strength training done, but, uh, you know, I didn't have time to go to the gym. Uh, I love running, but you know, whatever it might be. Uh, I want to do a marathon, but I'm super busy, you know, April at work. Uh, I want to add strength training, but I don't have access to a gym. Uh, what you want to switch the word but with is the word and. And this is an easy one. This is probably the, the most no-brainer of all of them. Uh, so I love running and I'm going to figure out a way to get this done. Like I want to run a marathon and April is my busy season. So here's what I'm going to do. You know, maybe it's changing the schedule up. Maybe it's starting a little bit earlier in your training base. Um, I, I want to do strength training and... 
since I don't have access to a gym, I'm going to get the equipment or use bands at home. So just watching for the word but, you'll really find we use this a lot. I'm, I'm definitely a victim of this one. Uh, and you can switch it over to and. So I'm just going to do a quick summary of what the phrases are in case you want to jot any of these down. Uh, so, cause I know we covered a lot and all this language leaves clues. It really, you know, becoming as aware of our, of what we say. If you change your words, you can literally change your running. So I truly believe that, uh, you're never stuck where you're at and we're constantly writing our own story. So let's make it be our story in the way that we want it to be. Uh, so number one is avoid I can't. And remember, the way that you're going to do that is you're going to ask yourself questions instead. So how could I? What might I? What's the best way? If I could, what would it look like? Number two, you're going to avoid, I don't know. And instead of that, you're going to say things like, I don't know yet. I don't have that yet. Uh, I don't know that yet. You know, I don't know how I'm going to train yet, but I'm going to and I'm going to figure it out. Uh, see, I caught myself saying, but right then. So number three is that I have to, and I need to, and we're going to switch that to, I get to, uh, number four is I should, and I should is going to become, I could. So instead of, I should have do my long run on Sunday, or I should run in the morning, it's going to be, I could, uh, run if I get up at a certain time in the morning, or I choose to, uh, do that race. Uh, and then the last two, again, when will this ever or when will it ever pay off? We're going to switch that to, you know, what am I missing? What do I need to do to make this work and put ourselves back in charge? And then the final one, we're going to get rid of but. We're going to eradicate but. Uh, we're going to love running and. So get rid of but and add the and. Uh, and, you know, if you do that, I think you'll realize like it is what it is. Like our, you're, we're just doing the best that we can. And tomorrow is here for us. Today is here for us. And if we just show up and we put ourselves in charge using the words and the thoughts that we have, then tomorrow can really be a different day than today was. And you know, doing the best we can is all we can do. I did see recently a really interesting post. I think it was on LinkedIn and it was about how sometimes, you know, we think we have to go a hundred percent in everything we do. And I was talking about shooting for 85% instead and how people that shoot for 85% often are more successful than the people who are like, I'm going to hit a hundred percent. Uh, so I would advise you, I'm going to, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to give a try to, uh, hitting 85% of these word changes and really trying to listen and hear when I say them and delete them and reword them. So I'd advise you to do so too. And if you do, you know, comment back in the, you know, or send me an email. It's runningwithgrit at gmail.com. Let me know how it goes. And then I can mention it in a show in the future too. Uh, and I know we, two episodes ago, we had a guest. I hadn't done those for a while just because my schedule is a little crazy and I never knew when I was going to be able to record. But if you or someone you know wants to hop on and share your story, I would love to have you on. So feel free to just reach out. Again, it's runningwithgrit at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site. 
designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.